0: Hi, this is Nicholas Thurkettle with Earbud Theatre. I'm a writer, director, and performer for our podcast. We make original sci-fi, fantasy, and horror audio dramas, anthology style. The episode I'm introducing to you today is called Escape, the End of Humanity Song, and it's about an estranged brother and sister who reunite because of a mysterious summons from their father, who's a famous scientist who hasn't been seen for two years, and he might know something about some strange objects that are heading for Earth. I wrote and directed the piece, and the goal was really to do something that was in the tradition of sci-fi from a really human perspective that was uh, largely about character and emotion, although you certainly get your dose of sci-fi at the end. The cast does a wonderful job. Jim Vanover and Tosca Minato play the brother and sister. And uh, they're two actors who I know in real life are so much like brother and sister that uh, once I wrote the roles, I knew they had to be the ones to do it. And you'll also hear great supporting work from uh, Matthew Henderson, who's a real uh, utility player at Earbud, and Jill Carey Martin, who's going to be doing great things with us uh, in the future. So keep an eye out for her. So uh, I hope you enjoy Escape the End of Humanity song. Thank you for listening.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for pretty good. You should experience lots of explosions with no body parts and a couple of swears. Parents should be ready to cover their ears.
2: Please have a seat here. Miss Maloof will see you shortly. Swell, can you tell me what this is all about? It's really not my place to say. Can I get you something to drink? How about vodka? I can really only get you water or coffee. Or juice, I think there's juice. Nothing, thanks. Miss Malouf will see you shortly. So they say. Oh, it's you.
3: Of course, that's the first thing you'd say.
2: What's that supposed to mean?
3: Oh, uh, whatever. It's just my sister I haven't talked to for five years. Huh? Big whoop.
2: Big whoop. You have a PhD and you're saying big whoop?
3: Less than 30 seconds to bring up the doctor. It's still insecure, I see.
2: Not at all. I'm thrilled. I'm sure being able to go by Dr. Labatt has been great for you.
3: Labatt Benningfield. Bingabong. Stop that.
2: You're married? To a guy named Bananaforth?
3: Yes, Benningfield.
2: I didn't get an invite.
3: Yes, you did.
2: Oh, yeah, that pretty card. Sorry. I can't remember what I was doing that day. And by the way, is that clock not the creepiest sounding thing in the world?
3: I hadn't noticed.
2: How could you not? I feel like I'm walking to the electric chair.
3: Well, stop staring at it and sit down.
2: Hey, this clock doesn't have a silent mode, does it?
0: I'm really terribly sorry.
2: Why, did you build it? Stop it. So do you know what this is all about?
3: If it's both of us, I guess it's got to be Dad.
2: Great. What's Dad doing these days? I don't know. Really?
3: Why do you know?
2: No, but I'm used to not knowing. I figured the two of you kept up through conventions or scientist chats or whatever you do.
3: Scientist chats? I haven't spoken to Dad in a while. He's been on classified projects before, but this is the first time he hasn't communicated at all.
2: Wait, do you think he... Don't say it. Come on. Dad disappears and now we're both summoned to some fancy lawyer's office? What if he's dead?
3: He's not. Look, I found this article online. Some group has been giving out ice cream cones in Africa.
2: Why the hell is that even news?
3: When I say Africa, I mean all of Africa. They are going into every country on a declared mission to give every child an ice cream cone.
2: One ice cream cone for every child in Africa. Right. But that's. it's pointless. It's impossible. It's insane. It would cost a fortune. Oh. It sounds like that.
3: It does, doesn't it?
2: You think that's what he's up to?
3: I don't know. I don't know it's him. I just...
1: I feel better when I see signs. Mr. Labatt? Mrs. Lebat, Benningfield?
2: Wow, got it right the first time. Shh.
1: I was told to give you a few minutes to, uh, vent off steam. Do come in.
2: At last, we can get away from that clock. It is a little
1: creepy, isn't it?
2: See? The lawyer agrees with me.
1: Alex, you can take the rest of the day off.
2: What? Really?
1: Yes. And here's an advance on your annual bonus.
2: Enjoy yourself. What? This is like thousands of dollars. In cash. I, I, uh... What do I do?
1: You'll figure it out. Ah, doesn't that air feel good?
3: It's very bracing. How high up are we?
1: Eleven floors.
3: Wow, I didn't know you could open windows this high. You
1: can't. I broke it. Oh. Can I offer you a drink? I have a brandy here that costs as much as a car. Well, a cheap car, anyway. Sold.
3: It's 11 o'clock in the morning.
1: Brandy for me and the gentleman?
2: Now, to business. To business. I
1: didn't mean that as a toast, but yes, to business.
2: Mm. Pardon me for saying, but you're a slightly weird lawyer.
1: Thank you. My name is Jan Maloof, and I am a designated legal representative of your father, Dr. Marlon Lebat.
2: Yep, this is Dad's doing.
1: Is he here? No, I am acting at the behest of instructions he left
2: me. Left you Whoa, 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 Is Dad actually dead? Oh, my
1: God. Please, please, I assure you he is very much alive. My instructions come in a form closer to what you might call a living will. Is he sick? I'm sorry, we must seem like
3: a horrible family, but I honestly haven't seen or spoken with our father for at least two years.
1: My judgments are not relevant. I know a great deal about you through your father, whom I promise speaks about you both with great pride... Perla the genius daughter and Garland the uh, I'm sorry.
2: Please call me Gary. Every time you hear the word Garland I have the sense memory of being punched on the playground.
1: My apologies, Gary, the intrepid explorer of life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Dad. Such a
3: grand description for a waste of potential.
2: I'm sorry. If you'd come down out of your wizard's tower once in a while, you'd see that just trying to live a normal life breaks about 90% of the people in this country.
3: Insecurity, insecurity. I'm
2: taller than you, and you never got over that. Miss Maloof, I'm sorry. My sister derailed the conversation. What? Please, tell us if our father is well.
1: Oh, he's fine. In fact, if I were to describe his recent state, you might use the word unburdened.
2: what's he working on
1: i cannot speak to his work only to his estate he has provided detailed instructions for the dispensation of it
2: wait we're getting our inheritance early
1: oh now he's interested
2: that's such a cheap shot
1: actually and i'm sorry if this dashes certain expectations but effective today you have no inheritance excuse me there is nothing to inherit And Dr. Marlon Labatt no longer has any assets of consequence. (laughs) What the hell is so funny?
2: Because this is just like him, isn't it? Maybe he just woke up one day and thought being a hobo would be interesting.
1: I don't understand. He's given everything away? Liquidated and apportioned to a very specific set of destinations.
2: Oh my god, Pearl of the ice cream thing!
1: Was that him? Giving an ice cream cone to every child in Africa? Yes, we did that, with the help of a coalition of aid organizations, Vermont dairy farmers, and... mercenaries. It took about nine months. Although, of course, we can make no guarantees for whether we were able to cover the most remote tribal areas. And nomads. Nomads are hard. Still, we believe we fulfilled our mandate.
2: And you did other things?
1: Yes. The employees of a series of factories in China were given paid vacations home to their families, along with a gift package containing many of the American electronic devices they had been employed to assemble. Look, I have some pictures here.
2: Oh, that's some happy Chinese people.
1: Animal shelters in 20 major cities were given sizable donations so that no animals would be euthanized for at least one month. Buses were chartered to take children from the poorest neighborhoods in America to nearby theme parks.
2: Okay, okay. So, in short, Dad went nuts.
1: Don't say nuts. With the assets distributed, my responsibilities are nearly finished. My last task is to give these to the two of you. What's this? He only empowered me to say that within those envelopes are the means to find him, and an explanation for why he has asked you to join him.
2: Join him? Where is he? Puerto Rico. What?
3: My envelope two Plane tickets to Puerto Rico. Wait, these are for today.
1: Time is of the essence.
2: Whoa, wait. I can't just drop everything and fly to Puerto Rico. Oh, and I can? Perla, you need to let go of the idea that everything I say is about you.
1: You'll need to leave soon. And I have been encouraged to say that although your father is alive and healthy, if you do not go, you will never see him again.
2: Jesus, that dramatic old bastard. Fine. Screw it. I'm in.
3: These are one-way tickets. What are we supposed to do there? What do we need to pack?
2: Are you coming with us?
1: No. You have everything you need for the journey. I'm all finished. (laughs) I think I'm going to just enjoy this view for a while. Safe travels.
2: No, my car's back at the lawyer's office. We're in Perla's car. Why am I driving? She hates the freeway. It's a cork. My family has corks. I have literally never cited a family emergency as an excuse for anything. Because I never talk to my family. It's a turn signal, asshole. I use it, then I change lanes. It's a system.
3: He can't hear you.
2: Irrelevant. No, not you. I did not just call you irrelevant.
3: These are deep space photos. Garland.
2: Hang on. I'm on the phone, Perla.
3: Yeah, but why would these pictures
2: matter? I don't know. Remember when he said he was going to get a comet name for you? It's Perla, my sister. I don't know how you're supposed to know it's not some skank.
3: Sounds charming.
2: I don't know when I'll be back. No, this is not me being like I always am. My father has literally given us one-way tickets. Yes, I'm aware I've used the word literally twice in this conversation. I used it accurately both times. I absolutely did. Right, Perla?
3: Don't drag me into that. These look like time-lapse images. It's all in the same sector, see?
2: Oh, sure. Show me the satellite photos while I'm driving. Her fault! My sister's fault! No, Bonnie, you're right. I do sound stressed. And I know this is a huge inconvenience to the nothing that you do every day. But I need you to pick up some slack while I find out just what the hell my father wants. Well, the same to you. What? I
3: didn't say anything.
2: You didn't have to say it. You were breathing it. I could just hear you exhaling pity and disappointment.
3: If things aren't good at home, I really am sorry.
2: We're just... Bonnie and I are trying some time apart. Oh. Oh, what?
3: Totally your business.
2: No, no, go ahead. Say the thing you want to say.
3: I just obviously can't understand your problems from my wizard's tower! Uh
2: Uh-huh! I knew you were going to throw that back at me. Well,
3: don't throw your so-called normal life in my face as evidence of whatever point you were trying to make. You always said you were never going to get married. Why did you change your mind? I don't
2: know. Everybody else was trying it. I have missed you. You don't have to say that. It's
3: really true.
2: Lout, that was your word last time. You called me a heartless lout.
3: And you don't remember anything you said or did before that?
2: Oh, so I brought it on myself.
3: I'm not saying that. You know I'm not saying that. And I'm sorry.
2: So, satellite pictures.
3: Actually, no. Looking at the labels, these are ground telescopes. Not even looking that far, just out beyond the edge of the solar system.
2: Kind of a boring place to look.
3: No part of space is boring, depending on what you're trying to learn about it.
2: Kiss... Ass. What? Even when dad's not around, you use all his lines.
3: Since you made it your life's work to disappoint him, I guess I'm just balancing it out.
2: You have no idea what I've tried to do with my life.
3: you got a chance to explain it.
2: Wait, go back. Watch the road. No, go back to the last picture. What are those things?
3: Stars. No,
2: they weren't there in the last picture.
3: How could you possibly... You're right.
2: Watch those dots and keep going through the pictures.
3: You're right, they're getting closer.
2: Huh, they look like flying saucers. Oh, crap. This is the airport. What? We're going to the airport. You've never seen that before? Garland. It's Gary. (laughs) Oh, big man or big truck
3: has to slow down? Gary, they are flying saucers. What? Dad has pictures of flying saucers heading for Earth. Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached our cruising altitude and the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign. You are now free to move about the cabin, but please keep your seatbelts fastened when you're in your seat. We'll be starting beverage service in just a moment. Thank you, and enjoy your flight. I always wondered if the captain is actually the one who controls the fasten seatbelt sign. What? I mean, all the switches and readouts they have to keep track of, are they really also taking care of switching that little light on and off?
2: These planes practically fly themselves. The seatbelt sign is probably the most exciting moment of the trip for them.
3: Your lack of curiosity is so unappealing.
2: Actually, I'm saving my curiosity for the alien invasion that's apparently coming. Don't
3: say that word! What, alien? Hush! We don't want to start a panic. Are you
2: kidding? If we say aliens, they'll assume we're talking about a movie or something.
3: Please, for me, let's just... Let's just play the game where we don't say certain words, okay? Oh,
2: for... fine. So, alien invasion.
3: Say circus instead.
2: Flying saucers? Trains. Aliens? clowns. End of life as we know it? Okay. Question one. How come nobody's heard about the circus?
3: Actually, I want to know how you spotted the discrepancies in those pictures so quickly. I'm good at that. That's it? You're good at that?
2: Yeah. Remember Clyde Tombaugh?
3: The astronomer who discovered Pluto?
2: Yeah. I remember Dad telling me the story about how Clyde Tombaugh was on this team that took pictures of every part of the sky over and over and just started comparing them over time.
3: Because a star wouldn't seem to move, but a planet would.
2: Right, and I... I wasn't crazy good at things like you, and I liked the idea that you could discover a planet just by staring close enough at a pair of pictures to see a little change. So, I got good at that.
3: Pluto's not a planet.
2: God, you were such a killjoy.
3: When do you think Dad found this?
2: Probably right around the time he decided to introduce ice cream to the Sahara.
3: You think the the circus isn't going to be friendly?
2: I think if the clowns wanted to be friends, they would have called ahead.
3: Maybe that's why Dad's in Puerto Rico. The Arecibo Observatory is down there. Where they broadcast the binary message towards the M13 cluster in 1974? We could already be communicating with Dad. The clowns.
2: So, we're what? Rolling out the red carpet for them?
3: I don't know. Maybe like a private conversation. The world's top minds, you know, laying the groundwork for the time when the human race will be ready to really be visited.
2: (laughs) Oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you?
3: What do you mean? Wouldn't it be incredible?
2: What's incredible is what I just learned about you. That you've got this little secret list in your brain of the world's top minds and you're desperate to be on it.
3: Only in a mind like yours would that be a bad thing to aspire to.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Even, granted, you're incredibly smart. But why did he send for me?
3: I don't know. Maybe he didn't want you to be jealous.
2: Jealous? If the lawyer hadn't tracked me down, I wouldn't have even known this was happening. No, I think this has to be about something else.
3: And what's your theory?
2: The clowns are coming here to kill us all, and Dad knows it.
3: God, how melodramatic. Don't you think any species that could explore the stars wouldn't need to conquer our little planet? Hey,
2: maybe they don't think of it as a conquest. Maybe they just want to turn Earth into a vacation resort and we're in the way.
3: Wow, you just spent all day thinking ugly thoughts. But okay, say you're right, then why send for us?
2: Maybe the people in charge. The rich and the powerful ones. They're gathering to, you know, to go underground. Hide out. Weather the attack in shelters.
3: And our father has a room in one of these shelters?
2: If he helped discover the invasion, they'd have to give him a room, right? Just to buy him off so he didn't blab.
3: And now we get to join him?
2: I guess. We've got some good DNA. Maybe there's some healthy mates waiting for us down there.
3: I don't think you take this seriously at all.
2: If I took it seriously, I'd probably smash open this window here and jump out into the clouds. Perla, one of the most monumental things in human history could be happening, and Dad is making it into another one of his stupid games. What would have been wrong with an email?
3: He wouldn't want word to leak out. He could be sworn to secrecy. Maybe we're not even supposed to be invited.
2: You know something? I know the difference between us. The one single thing that put you on your path in life and me on mine. What? I figured out the dad is of crap. Oh, hey, the beverage cart. I can drink myself to sleep now.
3: I wish you were happy.
2: Well, if wishes were horses. Nice place.
3: I don't understand this.
2: It's called a hotel, Perla. Normal people take these things called vacations, and on them they stay at hotels.
3: But there's no reservation here. Dad didn't book us a room.
2: Well, by me. Probably still thinks we could share a bed.
3: He made all these arrangements to bring us here, and now what?
2: You sure you've looked through everything in the envelopes?
3: About ten times.
2: Then I guess we need to find a place where we can sit down, relax, and go over it all again. Oh look, a bar.
3: Can you wait on that for just five minutes? Just look around, see if you recognize anybody.
2: From where?
3: Anywhere. World leaders, scientists, military, anything. Something big's happening, and Dad brought us here for a reason.
2: These are tourists, that's all.
3: The trail can't end here. Why would it be so important to fly us here on this day and then just leave us here?
2: You're not going to like the answer. What? Maybe he got distracted. What? You know Dad. For every great thing he finishes, there are about ten more things he just abandons halfway through. Mom couldn't stand it, and I got sick of it, too.
3: We're his children. This is different. He wouldn't forget us. Oh,
2: my God. How do you remember our childhood and think that?
3: Stop being horrible. Visitors
2: from another planet! You don't think that maybe he found that so amazing that he forgot a couple of steps in this scavenger hunt?
3: He wants me to help him. Perla,
2: the great Dr. Marlon Labatt never needed our help. We were a fascinating, and I'm sure I'm using experiment for him, and now we're grown-ups, and the experiment's over, and what we're supposed to do is go have lives. Of course, I can't even get that part right. And like you and Mr. Butterford...
3: Eddingfield. Actually, that isn't going so well, then.
2: Really? Oh, I... am sorry. I, uh... Damn it. Hey, hey, are you okay? Come here, sit, sit on this couch. I...
3: Yes, Rick and I are currently separating. I mean, we're working on it. It's just that we have to. What? See, we kept having this conversation about starting a family, and I, I liked it. The idea of it. I mean, but my work was really important, and I.
2: You didn't want to take a year off to make a baby.
3: It got more tense, and finally, I just said, "Okay, let's do it." You know, we'll figure out how to make it work, and I, I mean, I can't.
2: I can't. Can't what?
3: Maybe, I don't know why. We've been going to doctors, tried all sorts of things.
2: Okay, well, you've got options. There's surrogates, adoption... I know.
3: Once I said yes to the idea, I was willing to try anything, whatever gets us to the result, right? But he... he wants it the regular way. His seed, my belly, our DNA, anything else he... I mean, he says it's okay, but I can see how unhappy he is. It's affected everything in the marriage. God,
2: I had no idea.
3: How could you? I have tried to be so rational to show him how dedicated I am, to give him solutions. But he just has this idea that tells him it won't be our baby. And that idea is so deep inside him I can't talk him out of it. How could he not be rational about something this important?
2: Jesus, I'm sorry. What an asshole you have your phone, I'm going to call him and tell him he's an asshole.
3: What does it even matter, right? Playing saucers are on the way.
2: Wow. What a couple of screw-ups we turned out to be. Shut up. Oh, come on. Accept it. We were raised to believe we could solve all the mysteries of the universe. you know what I do for a living?
3: Long-range trucker?
2: Science teacher. Science? Yeah. At a middle school. Turns out that doing something over and over to find the one thing that changes is a great way to teach kids how to do experiments.
3: That's... that's wonderful.
2: Yeah. I'm 20 grand in the hole from training courses. Half the parents think my pursuit of tenure makes me a communist and I live in a motel. But other than that, it's great.
3: Actually, I... I knew that's what you do.
2: My big sister's keeping tabs on me?
3: Oh, whatever. You tweet, It's not like it takes a treasure map to know what you're up to. Don't tell me you don't check in on me.
2: No, I don't. That hurts more than anything. I don't spy on you.
3: Because your grudge was with Dad. What did I ever do to have to lose you? Called you a couple of names?
2: Because you were always at his side, gazing up. Worshipping all the flim that came out of his mouth. You're right. It wasn't anything you did to me. When I got sick of him, I just couldn't get you out of the picture. I'm sorry. Damn it. I'm sorry.
3: And I'm sorry I was nasty.
2: Gary. Oh, God. Call me Garland. Sounds weird when you say Gary.
3: Because I'm your sister.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry you have a faulty womb. Now, for Pete's sake, have a drink with me.
4: That's exactly what I had in
2: mind. Dad?
4: Dad? Garland and Perla, my dynamic duo, brilliant and beautiful as always. How about a hug
2: for Dad? How about you kiss my ass?
3: Garland! I'm sorry, Dad. He's been drinking.
2: I have barely begun drinking.
3: Where is everybody? What are we doing? Is there a plan in place? I've been trying to calculate the velocity of the saucers from the pictures you sent, and I think yeah, that. Please,
4: please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for a lot more than I can say. You're right. You're even right about things you haven't yelled at me for yet. And maybe the hug can wait. But it is absolutely crucial that you come with me to the bar right now. I promise I will explain everything. Can we all do that? Mm. Excellent. Uh, Let's sit here. Get comfortable. I've already ordered for us. How about that sunset,
2: huh? Wow. Wow is right.
3: I never thought of myself as a tropical person, but... Yeah. This is pretty nice.
4: Drinks! Drinks for my grown-up children! Uh, Thank you, young man, that's for you. And uh, I encourage you to spend it all in one place. Right away. Gracias, señor. Whoa, fancy.
3: Are those pina coladas?
4: They are, and I watched them slice the pineapple myself. Come on! Join me in a toast. To what, the discovery of alien life? No, 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 no. How about to family?
3: Family and sunsets.
4: Better, family and sunsets.
2: Hmm. wow.
3: Yeah, wow.
2: (laughs) Delicious, right? Seriously delicious.
4: This bar at this hotel was voted as making the best piña colada on Earth.
3: What's their secret?
4: I am trying to pry it out of them.
3: Dad, it's... it's good to see you.
4: And it is wonderful to see you. How are you?
3: Oh, you know, life... complicated.
2: Dad, come on. What's with the small talk? I want to know how you are. Yeah, and what about these pictures? The saucers? It's aliens, right? Uh, yes, it is. How long have you known about this? About a year. Do others know? A few. Just a few.
3: Have you contacted them? The aliens, I mean.
4: Yes, yes we did.
3: Oh my god, and they answered? What were the first words? Their first words? Yes. Their first words were yes?
4: Well, we asked if they could hear us. Oh. Keep sipping. If the drink melts too much, you lose the experience of the texture.
2: Dad, get to the point. Are they coming here? Hmm? Oh, uh,
4: yes, yes they are.
2: And what are they going to do? Do?
4: Oh, uh, they're going to kill us all.
3: What? Are you kidding?
4: Uh, no, no. They're going to kill us. Whole planet. Why? Uh, they want the planet. I guess it's in their sweet spot. Distance from the sun, core composition, etc. Hard to find planets like ours. We've had the same problem, you know.
3: Well, we... We have to fight back.
4: Oh, yes. It's been discussed. It's been discussed? Don't forget your drink. Screw the drink. What are we going to do about it? Oh, um... We can't do anything. They uh, showed us their weapon. Their weapon? Yes. Remarkable thing, really. It's going to trigger a mass fission reaction in our atmosphere. Break down all the oxygen. Basically, all the air on Earth will, um... Well, explode, burn, and become unbreathable to humans. Uh, They'll end up with a lot more nitrogen and hydrogen, which I guess they prefer.
3: But that's the energy load required. I mean...
4: I checked the specifications. It would work.
2: Brilliant. Actually, wish I'd thought of it. Well, we can underground, escape, right perl like we were saying, into shelter. You know, some people are trying that.
4: Hoarding scuba tanks, hydroponic oxygen gardens and whatnot. They might buy themselves a few days. With 50 years to plan, we might have done something better. As it is...
3: We're all going to die? Hmm?
4: Oh, yes. Why didn't you tell us sooner? I wasn't sure whether to tell you at all. In the end, I decided to. Selfish of me, maybe, but I I thought you might like the drinks. And the sunset.
3: That's why you flew us here? So we could have piña coladas?
4: The best piña coladas on
1: Earth.
3: I have studied my whole life. You taught me how to boil water and made me believe that the whole world depended on me doing it right. And I was so, so damn happy to do it. Even after I stopped believing in Santa Claus, I believed in you. And at this moment, where everything I have devoted my life to might have been useful, you want me to share a goddamn cocktail? Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you ask for my help? I could have helped.
4: No one could have helped. Tyson, Hawking, we called them all. They couldn't help. We all failed. I know how hard you would have worked as a scientist. But what I really needed was my daughter... and my son. But it...
3: Dad... Dad, what am I supposed to do?
4: Enjoy the sunset, my dear.
2: Dad, I... am hurt. What's to be sorry for? i spent about 15 years talking a lot of crap about
4: you. I made a lot of mistakes. I guess I'll never get to make up for them. Not much point in holding grudges now, is there?
3: This is a nice vacation.
4: I think we should have taken more family vacations.
2: <laughs> I always thought family vacations were a great way to make you grow up faster. So you wouldn't be stuck with these people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a part of it. You
3: remember that time you took us to the Boot Hill Cemetery?
2: Oh, God.
3: You were telling us all those stories about gunfights and desperados and the OK Corral, and then someone pointed out to him that we were at the wrong Boot Hill. <laughs>
2: Three states away. We were three states away from the right boot hill.
4: From a statistical perspective, some of my stories no doubt applied to that cemetery too. The West was a thrilling place.
3: What's the best thing we ever did, do you think? People, I mean.
4: Oh, good question. Garland, what do you think? Um, soap. Excellent answer. Perla? Farming. Also wonderful.
2: What about you, Dad? What's the best thing people ever did? Oh, (laughs) Come on. Don't be at a loss for words now.
4: Some cave painter, when they were done making pictures of the hunt, drew a stick figure and said, this is me. And then he drew a smaller stick figure and said, this is my child. Writing it down. Remembering. That's the best thing we ever did.
3: Damn it. Why didn't I think of that?
4: You're not a parent. Dad. It's okay, Garland. It's okay.
3: It's all really okay. Dad, can I have a sip of your drink?
4: You broke mine. Of course.
3: It really is delicious.
4: Now, you're not just saying that to make me happy.
3: Can't it be both?
4: That's my. look. Is that? Yes. Yes, it is.
2: Best finish our drinks. The circus has come to town. If you like <laughs>
0: Escape, the end of humanity song, is a presentation of Earbud Theatre, produced by Casey Wolfe, Brandon Coluccio, and Aaron Drown. It was written and directed by Nicholas Thurkettle. The cast is, in order of appearance, Austin Rogers as Alex the Receptionist, Jim Vanover as Garland, Tosca Minato as Perla, Jill Carey Martin as Jan Maloof. And Matthew Henderson as Marlon Labatt. You can find Earbud Theatre on Facebook and Twitter, and we encourage you to subscribe to our feed through iTunes, where you can rate and review us if you have enjoyed our pod plays. Thank you for joining us at Earbud Theatre. We'd like to remind you that life is a cocktail. If you wait too long to drink it, it gets all melty, and you wonder what the point
2: was.